Hello, and welcome to another audiobook. I am the author and reader, Shannon Moon. Uh, this is a um, an essay I, I wrote called Zero One and Infinity. Space, the final frontier, is now closer than ever. The stars and surrounding darkness have fed humanity's instinctive curiosity and need to challenge untested boundaries for generations. The sheer volume of science fiction books, films, and games, and their popularity indicates a special fascination with space. Every work suggesting a new and creative possibility for humanity's eventual transition. Space provides us with a collective opportunity to go beyond our biological limitations and introduce life into an otherwise lifeless void. As we begin the most inclusive and expansive era of space exploration to date, however, our population, our popular conceptions of space have given way to commercial and private interest. United States aerospace is still the dominant force, but its history is complex, violent, and in large part hidden. Equally troubling is the fact that U.S. aerospace, both public and private, has consistently represented a small minority of interest, perspective, and consciousness. The theses will begin by framing U.S. aerospace in a historical context and suggesting for moving forward by concentrating on meaningful inclusion. Then, it will provide an overview of humanity's golden age of manned spaceflight, 1957 to 1972, as a way to illustrate past successes and reinforce the theses' feasibility. In the final section, the theses will begin to develop strategies and arguments that would lead to more equitable distributions and access for all. These sections will begin with a synopsis of current legal developments in the related field of international law, human rights, indigenous rights, and, quote, space law. The following section will clearly define a way forward that challenges current actions and the dangerous precedents they are setting. After detailing current threats, and calling for a reframing of the debate. The thesis will end by detailing a symbolic and functional collective next step that would provide open and equal access to what lies beyond. Quote, unquote, the bridge, working title. It is essential that what I say is scientifically correct. If not, I am just a nut and who needs another nut? Isabella Rossellini. I once asked the mathematicians why it was that mathematicians thought this structure was impossible when sea slugs have been doing it since the Cerulean Age. Their answer was interesting. They said, well, I guess there aren't that many mathematicians sitting around looking at sea slugs. And that's true. But it also goes deeper than that. It also says a whole lot of things about what mathematicians thought mathematics was and what they thought it could and even couldn't do. 
what they thought it could and couldn't represent. Even mathematicians, who in some sense are the freest of all thinkers, literally, could not see not only the sea slugs around them, but the lettuce on their plate. Because lettuces, and all other curly vegetables, they also are embodiments of hyperbolic geometry. To a mathematician, if there are two answers, and the first two are zero and one, there is another number that immediately suggests itself as the third alternative. Does anyone want to guess what it is? Infinity. One of those happy accidents, when someone much better informed and studied than yourself reinforces a concept you found interesting. In my case, it was sea slugs in the triad, zero, one, and infinity. Thank you for listening.